Welcome to Ghostwatch 2017, a Common Rider Ghost podcast recap podcast. Uh, I'm Coriander Dickinson. I got with me Adam Wasserman. Hey, And Alexi Peppers. Howdy. This is episode 47. So, three, two, one. Episode, episode 47. Soul noodles. Soul noodles. In episode 47, nothing happens. Which is, I think, the shortest description I ever wrote. <laughs> shortest, but yet most accurate. It's. I still feel upset that nothing happened on episode 47. Is <laughs> it a particularly good number? Sounds kind of prime. Just, it's just it's like it's so late in time. the show. It's so late in the show, and it, they have yeah. to cram plot in other places. Like... Well, I mean, if this was an episode of X Aid, it would have been like four episodes worth of stuff. Technically speaking, this episode con- contains a massive twist. Ooh. Oh, does it? All right. Well, let's 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 hear the the theme song before we. Yes. Today, uh, KK Peppers has <laughs> delivered to us "Common Rider Bluegrass." Please listen. Picturing the cast of Common Rider Ghost in overalls, just linking arms and just dancing around and around. Just getting down. So good. Oh, down. Oh, my. I listened to the episode that was posted this week and was genuinely suddenly surprised when the the original theme song came on because I (laughs) was like, oh, right, this thing. That was the episode with me saying and apologizing that I didn't get Jerry to make a new one. Right. Well, little did we know. Little did we know. I'm glad there's only three more of them. They're getting sloppier and sloppier. (laughs) As I realize at the 11th hour, oh shit, I have to make a theme song. (laughs) Yeah, I wanted to make a request since last time you were asking for a request. And if you can Uh get your hands on a hurdy-gurdy... Without it exploding. Uh, 
I can't get my well. Huh. Right. I'll see. I'll see. <laughs> it's unlikely that I can look into it. You know a guy. See what I can do. I do know a guy who plays a hurdy gurdy. The thing is, like, can I get in touch with him and get him to do this dumb dumb thing for me? <laughs> that is the challenge uh, of Ghost Watch. Pretty much. That's true in a nutshell. I learned so more how about. So how did this dumb dumb thing go this week? Well, the big reveal is that Adele is the one who killed Takuya's dad. Oh, did, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, the characters do. They care very much. I mean, he's been dead the whole time. It's not, <laughs> it's not like they played it up as a mystery, like I wonder who killed him or anything like that. That is true. I agree that it, it's, it's like a weird revelation because it was never a mystery. It's not a through line through the series. It's not the sixth sense. We haven't been looking at Ghost Dad no. like, hey, that guy's alive. It's never, I don't even think it's ever been mentioned. Like, Taco's never been like, man, I don't even know who, what, what Ganma killed my dad. Or, yeah. or, wait, wasn't, no, no, it was the one who killed him that he faced later. I yeah. did think He's of that. I was like, wait, up. didn't he meet that Ganma? But no, it was the Ganma that killed him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it it's has never like... come up as a mystery. <laughs> also, as of right now, Adele provides no extra information or context on, like, in yeah. what situation or why he killed this random guy. Like, it is very strange. Because on the one hand, it works as a twist. It, uh, twist. It works at least as an emotional thing. It's a additional complexity in that now it's like, I mean, Takeru's whole thing has been forgiving everybody. So it's like, can he forgive the person who killed his dad? And then it's like. This impacts all the characters because they all either loved dad or have relationship to sweat bro. So it works in that sense. But yeah, it felt so weird. And I think you're right. It's just that like they'd never established that it was a mystery. And I don't even feel like they really like made like like Takeru forgiving people like it's not like it was getting steadily more difficult and he'd been confronted with increasingly like moral gray areas it's just always been like oh I forgive you it's fine he just does yeah and in exchange he expects people to forgive him for dying over and over again (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) and forgetting every every lesson he ever learned about it yes that's the main Um, thing that he he would have to expect people to forgive is the patience of repeating the same lessons to him over and over as he refuses to learn them. I think it also is undercut as a moment because we saw Adele kill his own father. Yeah. Yeah. So actually had resonance and meaning. Yeah. Now it's just like, Oh, you've killed one dad and apparently you've killed two dads. You're a serial dad killer. (laughs) Look at you go. Yep. That is true, because like PB's all torn up about it, and it's like, oh, how could this be? But Adele did kill PB's dad, like <laughs> killed their mutual dad. It's still it all, upsetting, I, I guess, I, to find out that yet another dad is dead. You know, I mean, well, it's the same dad. It's always been dead. It almost makes more sense for PB to be upset because I can see him being like, you know, it's my brother. He's already betrayed me. But I, you know, maybe he hoped that like he could bring him back and like he he cares about Taco now. Taco's like, you know, 
like one of his his new friends now that he has real emotions and stuff and i can see that being like almost more re- like have more resonance than than taco being like oh okay well i mean he's dead either way i guess i did i thought it was interesting that like the most upset person period by this revelation is onari he's like absolutely <laughs> out of his mind <laughs> Like right in the beginning, he's like out for blood. He like jumps up and he's like, "We have to get revenge." And Akari straight up calls him. I'm like, "That's not a thing for a monk to say." And yeah. I like his answer because he's basically like, "Well, I'm not a monk yet. I'm st- or like I'm still training. I'm not perfect." <laughs> Which reminded me of Van Helsing, um, the Hugh Jackman movie where the uh, monk friar yeah. character bones down because it's like, listen, monks can't get up to that, but I'm just a friar. Which was a uh, <laughs> not the best thing to think of in the middle of an emotional scene. <laughs> Van Helsing. I mean, yeah. Onari Van Helsing is like period. the character with like the most who expresses the most emotion. Yeah. So that I mean, I'd say Taco's maybe the least emotional person on the show. Well, I did think it was interesting that you know I don't know much of anything about Buddhism. And, and such but it is funny that like onari is the most emotional impulsive over the top one of all of them and it seems like takeru actually achieves much more of like an inner peace and in being able to handle things as they come and be accepting whereas it was obvious as much as you can try and character analyze a show that's like not super into deep characters but it seems like onari has never even actually dealt with master ryu dying as well as Takiru has dealt with his dad dying. Mm. Maybe if you die yourself, it's just, you're like, eh, it's not so bad. <laughs> I don't feel so bad about it. And, then, and my dad's Nikon now, so everything's cool. It's always with me. Right Maybe here. Maybe Takiru is just so red. oblivious that emotions yeah. can't really impact him too much. Yeah. He is. He's just such an idiot. Because it's like PB is really upset and is trying to apologize. And Takeru's like, no, no, I'm the one who's sorry. I shouldn't have hesitated. Bye. And PB's still just like <laughs> gutted. And Makoto's the one who like pats him on the shoulder and helps him sit down. But hmm, what a dysfunctional group of people. Yep. Anari falls down. Oh, oh no. Did we lose recording? Uh, Alexi oh. blinked out there. And now you're back. I did. Oh, nope, no, she's, she's gone. gone. Oh, she's gone she's back. forever. Shit. Damn. What's going on there, Nightcrawler? Oh. Oh, I don't know if she can hear us. And now we're recording. And it's blinking for some reason. But I guess everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's, everything's fine. fine. We'll stitch it back together. <laughs> It'll be seamless. Yeah. I don't even remember what we were talking about. Yeah, Makoto comforting uh, oh. PB. Yes, they have a couple of nice moments in this episode. Because uh, later on, everyone's having their own sad times. And Makoto is being sad at Ryu's grave and PB comes by. And then there's like this heartfelt moment where Makoto is ranting about how since Takeru saved Ganon and therefore saved him, he's going to save Takeru this time. Oh. Yeah, which I it, that's that's fine. That's cool. 
PP has a hard time. PP's just kind of going from place to place looking sad. He doesn't really contribute to that discussion very much <laughs> other than to like look bothered by it, especially because then Makoto is like, and don't mention the clone thing, because I think the clone comes by. As he does. <laughs> <laughs> and Nakoda's like, just don't talk about it. And I don't think PB even says anything. PB basically, I think, spends the whole scene standing there looking troubled. Oh. Yeah. I feel like, like, for PB, right? Like, like it's a bad situation. He feels bad. He wants to help. But A, like, like, uh, like in terms of like his emotional connections with people, there's not like much he can actually do. Like he tried apologizing to Takaru and Takaru didn't care. And he's like, just like, I don't know, being there for, for Makoto to talk to, but he doesn't really have anything like he can say to make him feel better. And he also knows that like, if they're like, all right, let's go get Adele, that he's the first one who's going to go down because he's super underpowered for this fight. And yep. everybody's gotten a level up except him. And he's just holding them back, frankly. It's true, and he it's seems sad. very aware of it, and it is sad. Mm-hmm. He goes to the takoyaki place, and you know he's sad because he doesn't even eat any takoyaki. He's too sad. He watches you know, some birds. Know. I swear to God, I know that I made up the bird thing, but it you continues wrong, to work. Did you? <laughs> Maybe I didn't. Maybe I'm right. He wants to be a bird. You know, a better show would maybe like actually use that character development and maybe like comment on it instead of just like leaving it as like, oh, PB is just sad, you know, like use it for character development, maybe do something with this episode. Like maybe PB decides he's going to go off and try on his own anyway or something like like some, you know, ass standard character development. He did do that. Did he? I forgot. I thought I think I didn't think anything happened in this episode. He's only ever done exercise that is motivated by takoyaki. <laughs> True. <laughs> what he does is he stands by the lake and he watches some birds. And he thinks about how sad he is that he can't help enough. And he says, I want to help Takiru. And he remembers he has a nice little like montage flashback of all the times Takiru helped him. Which, man, it included... PB in his old uniform, which he used to wear exclusively, and it looks so weird now that I'm really used to the poncho look. But he remembers like Takeru letting him join the team and agreeing to help deal with the family, and then like weeping when his dad died. And he's like, God, I owe Takeru so much. And that's when he decides he's like, I have to right the wrongs of my family and defeat my brother, which I thought was just him resolving of like, if it comes down to it, I really will kill my brother. Um, but he does also, there's a bit later on where they're trying to open the gate and Chloe Makoto stuff's happening, whatever. (laughs) And, and (laughs) PB is like, I'll stay behind with Akari to look after the gate. And I was like, oh, they just want fewer characters to deal with in the fight. That's fair. But it was actually possibly a ploy because as soon as the gate is open, PB just runs through to deal with this by himself. So he does decide to do the stupid hero thing. Okay. Well, I take it back, I guess. That's what happens when you don't rewatch the episodes and you <laughs> only listen to a very uh, sketchy <laughs> description of what happened in them. Sketchier than usual, I must say. That's because nothing happened. Well, that was what I was given to understand. Yeah. Uh, it- I remember getting, because of Makoto running through the gate late, I remember getting confused with uh, whether or not he's a clone in future scenes. It's somewhat unclear at this end of this episode if the Makoto that's with the team is a clone or not. I think they make it pretty clear that the one who's joined the team is clone Makoto. 
and it's real Makoto who's now ostracized. Yeah. Because clone Makoto makes another one of these like talking to himself comments like friends, allies, what are these feelings? If if only it mattered at all (laughs) in any conceivable way. Yeah, I wrote in my notes as I was watching that this better be the episode that they just deal with this clone Makoto thing. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. No. They do. They have an interesting fight where they're now like totally in sync and all their moves are the same, but just mirrored. And they do this like double sword explosion. There was a big explosion budget this episode. (laughs) I bet. But I realize now, and, and I am cheating in that I saw the preview, but then, like, whatever, that's part of the recorded episode. Uh, it's obvious now why they bothered to do the Clone Makoto thing, but it's such a long-winded way to do it that it looks like what they're going for is that in the following episodes, or I guess next episode, Makoto, who's with the team, is going to die. And there's going to be full sadness and grief because everyone will deal with Makoto dying. And it'll be like they killed a main character. But then, <laughs> turns out, that was the clone. Everything's all right. And they'll get him to come back and it'll be a whole thing. And I'm like, cool. But did we have to deal with the lead up to this moment for like 20 episodes? I, I feel that 80% correct. I feel right. like this show only has, knows like one major story or sorry, two major story beats. One of which is a main character dies, but then doesn't. Normally it's Takaru. Mm-hmm. Uh and somebody's dad dies. Those are like the two things that knows how to do. I agree. And everything else is just very difficult comparatively. It knows how to kill dads and kill tacos. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And have people decide to die for each other. Mm-hmm. But possibly not go through with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gramps is here. He's a sneaky ninja. Oh yeah. Good. Good. I forget him even henshining before. I guess maybe he did. He did. I still I, I probably said it before and I'll say it again. It's very disappointing that his henshin is just like normal. It's just white version yeah. of like ghost with one horn. It's lame. He should yeah, get his own I jacket. He, I I think he did mention it before. But that's yeah, okay. You can be disappointed lame. all over again. Yeah, I'm disappointed again. <laughs> that's that's the that's that's how ghost works. Yeah, I like how Urizen is just mean to everybody all the time. <laughs> so do I. Like they're sneaking around and they're getting ready to open the portal or whatever, and Urizen says to Gramps, "Well, you're just a pain in the butt. Nobody expects anything from, so don't try too hard." It's like, all right. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, and he does like this big special power move to open the monolith, where he does all this like choreography, and then just makes this bright neon heart come out. So the heart beam. Yeah, he's like Sailor Venus. (laughs) That's what I think of when I think of Gramps. Yeah, not just this pervy old man, but Sailor Venus. That's I, I, that's the equivalent. Yeah, it would be unsurprising if he was dressed as Sailor Venus at some point. To be, to be yeah, fair. I was just thinking like he would love that. Yeah, long blonde wig. He would be so happy. Oh no, wig! It, but you gotta have the headband. 
Oh, uh, and you're saying could be dressed as Artemis. Trying to work out the logistics here. Okay, I was like, no reaction whatsoever. Whew. Like, you know, like a little cat head. Yeah, how do you make a ghost which which, which has no feet into a cat mm. that has feet? Wearing it like would a, look weird. Like a, you know, cat headband. Cat ear headband, maybe? It's already mostly white. And you can put like a little moon like on the upper part of his eyeball head. Yeah, that's that's no. No? I don't know. Hmm. Do we lose Alexi again? Doesn't look like it. But it does so. sound like it. It really sounds like it. <laughs> Man. Oh. Oh no. <laughs> this time and as opposed to last time where we couldn't talk yeah. to her okay. this time it's all us <laughs> oh more sailor I, moon facts i was expecting sailor moon facts and i was i was expecting sailor moon i may have paused for sailor moon facts mm. but they didn't happen okay alexa here's what we'll do just type out what you're gonna say and we'll just read it off <laughs> for the rest of the episode I'll do so Chibiusa. She has this cat ball. Yeah, the Luna ball. Yeah, that's my Luna P. She talks to Sailor Pluto through. Yeah, that one. Luna P. That's my Lexi impression, everybody. That can be yours. Oh, that's good. Oh, I like that's that. a good idea. That's she's clever. Yeah. And your said can turn <laughs> no. into a gun. No. I I I have to be you. That's the only way. <laughs> I, okay, I, you... I don't I don't have the vocal range. Yeah, she doesn't. She can't. She can't do this. <laughs> um, maybe we should fix this then. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna stop recording and then, I guess, grab the MP3 again. Yeah. And then we'll do that dance one okay. more time. Sailor, <laughs> Sailor Moon. Now I have to do the math of it's like got about 20 minutes in. So it's like 11 and 11. I think it's like 11 and 6. Do we do we actually pay attention to how long our podcast is? Anymore? I do. I mean, we've been we've been we've been uh, doing about 45 minutes on average lately. Yeah, the answer is usually too long. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, like sometimes we we spend half of the time talking about Spider-Man. Yeah, or Smash Bros. And it's great. It's That was one of the best episodes we've ever done. <laughs> I think so. That's what you're all here for, right? Spider Facts. Faithful listeners. Well, like, you you two both have the experience of now listening to a podcast of this format and, and living through the whole length. But remember that I have to edit all of these, which just, it just means longer, like... It's twice as long as the episode usually to do yep. a basic edit. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I complain I, because I, now I have to, because for the other podcast, now I actually have to watch the episode twice. And I'm like, oh, it takes me an hour to prep now. God. <laughs> and, and I've agreed to do this theme song thing. So now it's like yeah. two hours at least. <laughs> Good. We've all Good. put ourselves here. Yes. The curse is spreading. 
Uh, anyway, no, S- Sailor Moon Sailor facts. Moon. Hit me up. Yeah, well, it's not so much a fact as a suggestion that, uh, and I mean, we should keep in the bit where you were imitating me, as <laughs> terrible as that was. But uh, yeah, you're essentially. You want totally me to keep doing it? We can see if no. people can tell the difference. <laughs> I'm Alexi. It'll be like Cole Oh, hi, I'm Alexi. I'm again. Yeah, no, it's me. I'm a, I'm oh Alexi. my god, I'm Alexi. Oh, no, <laughs> there's okay, so many Alexis. I'm gonna go play the violin and see if I can borrow a hurdy gurdy. <laughs> I can't borrow a hurdy gurdy. Some sort of roguelike thing coming up at any moment now. Actually, I love to be in an interview with the BBC about roguelikes. What? And then I'm gonna go to Paris for two weeks <laughs> just for fun. No, it's London that they go to. No, I'm going to Paris this time. London's passe. <laughs> Haha, I hate the French. You're the one who's messed up. You're not the real Lexi. Lexi would never go to Paris. No, they've got a live action Shrek exhibit there. I have to go. That's also in London. They moved to Paris. That's why I'm going there. God, why don't you listen? (laughs) I love Jeff Goldblum. (laughs) Ah, it's so lifelike. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> they say the podcasting is hard. To me. Because you need to listen to yourself back oh, again. God. And I feel like that's one thing. It's another level to have your co-host imitate you. Hi, I'm Corey. Hey, Adam, do you want to be on another podcast? We're only doing 10. <laughs> be sure to catch me on Twitch. I'm playing I'm playing uh, Dragon Quest. It's it's fun. There's balls that you have to get. Okay, you only know that I'm playing Dragon Quest because I gave you a splendid anecdote about Dragon <laughs> Quest earlier. Well, no, also I, I, I see your, your Tilty House post about it. Oh, well yeah. then. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm spent. I guess somebody should Luna make fun P. of me now. Luna P. <laughs> I don't Luna want Luna P. To. Okay, you were saying Luna P. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. If Sailor Venus was Gramps' costume, then your ascend should be like Luna P, but Artemis instead of Luna. Artemis P. <laughs> oh, you went Your ascend is that. Artemis yes. P. Yes. It would be great. <laughs> I can imagine him I, as like a little moonlight knight or something. No, I. I can't. Yeah, right? That would work really well, actually. I wish we I had no fans. Endymion, like fun stuff. You know, well, it's like, yeah, that would work. There could be a whole group Sailor Moon cosplay among the cast because hmm. the the the. Alien invaders are already 90% of the way to being the generals. Wait, so you're you're going to do the first half of Sailor Moon R cosplay? Wow. <laughs> that's that's well, ballsy. No, no, no. Like Elaine and the alien invaders within this show. But oh. now that you say it. Because like Adele and, and, and Elaine and stuff like that, their costume already looks a fair amount like you know, Nephrite and Jedi and stuff like that. Okay. But I was thinking of Alan and I totally would want Alan and like cosplays from the characters. We just need to figure out who it is. It's the two sisters. 
uh, <laughs> show up out of I, nowhere. I don't even know Ellen Ann's like Japanese names because I've never watched the subs of that season. Huh. I've watched the subs, but I don't. I didn't pay enough attention to notice. It's okay. Now I just want to kind of fan cast everybody. Yeah, I was thinking of like a like series of illustrations of Gramps and Urison in like pairs costumes. Uh huh. Because they That'd could both be, be just great. anyone. They're masters of disguise, much it's like Renari. <laughs> Yeah, they don't pull it off as well as Inari, is my personal opinion. <laughs> but I think they have a wider They're, range. They do have a wider range. They don't embody the roles, that's the thing. They put on the <clears throat> costumes, but they don't live the character like Onari does. It's true. Yeah, but sometimes it's for hints, and then other times it's just their hanging out clothes. Like, <laughs> they were just dressed this way. <laughs> I respect whatever weird, mutually supportive, and yet also antagonistic relationship Gramps and Urasen have. Like, what the hell is Urasen? Why is Urasen? Just, just, just wait two more episodes. Yeah, All will it's be revealed. The, it's the reason. It's the reason I watched this show. Are you kidding me? Urasen no. actually. Just part just, of it. Just don't think about it. Just let let it happen. Just forget, forget. Oh man! Yeah, we just like allow the revelation to wash over you when it happens, and 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 just I'm be so in the moment. Scared. I oh, if your ascent's actually important, I'll just I'll be so mad. <laughs> You'll find out in like as. Forty minutes of view time. Yeah, roughly. As dumb as it is for your ascent to just be there and be nothing, it's even worse if your ascent is important. <laughs> if it's like your ascent's Takaru's dad, I'll quit. I'll quit all podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Taka's dad you lives in the back. lives in the icon now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm just picturing like the Empire Strikes Back scene only with. Your Santa Taco, and how stupid it is. Taco's <laughs> like, that can't be. No, that no, that's literally impossible. I refuse. Just thinking of new wild theories. What if Urasen is like part of Takeru's head? That's why Takeru is so vapid. Is because when he died, <laughs> he lost like, all the sass. Yeah, all the sass in him expelled and wasn't able to reform and became Urasen. Urasen is the embodiment of Takeru's lost sass. Yeah, unfortunately, we saw him previous to his own death and saw yeah. his layabout, no-care attitude in action. Uh, we didn't see a lot of him. Maybe he was just lazy that day. Or every day. I'd like to point out that the preview, like the like the three-minute or whatever preview video for this show was literally about him lazing around and having a dream about the icons and then being woken up so yeah all right fair maybe it's an assholeness because Tagiru <laughs> has become less of an asshole because in the early episodes like before death or whatever he like wouldn't even go with akari to the science things even when it was a present for his birthday that's true or something he was like he was actively a dick. He was ignorant and a dick. Now he's just vapid. 
sapid, <laughs> however you say that word. So maybe it's not the the sassiness. It's just like it's the assholeness. Now he's just a vapor. <laughs> <laughs> that clouds every day. <laughs> uh, I'm like. Sorry. Surely we've talked about who who on this ep- who in this show vapes. Yes, yes, we have. We have to have done that bit. All right. Oh, not on this show, because the answer is me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, not among the three of us. No, I have vaped once. I've also vaped once. So we're all sinners. Yeah, I mean, I can vape. We have we have a vape. I could vape again, and I well, and I will. I just haven't yet. <laughs> That's so threatening. You can vape again. You can and you will. It knows That's what right. it did. Do not rest easy. No, no one can stop me at any me. moment. <laughs> well, right now I'm having like some 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 lung issues or something, so it's not the best time. Although it is better than actually smoking. Which I did on Friday, and it was a real bad idea. I was up mm. like all night coughing. It was terrible. Oh no, no, yeah, yeah. don't do that. Don't burn. Things. I should have thought. I should have thought better of it. Anyway, nobody needs to hear about my vape anyway. problems. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, Are you pushing on my to... <laughs> <laughs> Like the unit of resistance. Oh, you don't know about vape culture. <laughs> Okay, you yeah, for I. like a competitive vape, you got to do some tinkering under the hood. You got to raise <laughs> okay. raise your ohms so that you push more fat clouds. Is this like OHM? Is it the same as yeah. the, the... Why is it the same as the unit of resistance because and like electricity? You have to add resistance is so that... that the voltage is higher. Okay, now, so it is literally that. So we're talking we're talking about like juice based vaping though here, are we? Yes. Or are we talking about yeah, see because I I'm doing like like um the other kind of vaping, the non juice vaping. So it's a whole I don't different know thing. No, anything. Does that one have actually something on fire? I thought it was all juice. No, well, it's convection, no. right? So it heats it up without actually setting it on fire and still creates like like uh smoke but like less smoke. Huh. Yeah. And it's well, more, more you know. And you, you get more like condensed chemicals from it rather than get breathing in a bunch of like ash or whatever the hell. I don't know. That's my right. understanding. The only vape I tried was a no chemical. It was a root beer flavored vapor. Uh, how was that? Well, it tasted like root beer. <laughs> did you inhale <laughs> well wait, how did you inhale it? Like into your lungs or into your stomach? Well, into my lungs, but the tongue's in the middle. Yeah, okay. You don't taste in your stomach. <laughs> I didn't I eat do. the vape. Kind of. All right. I don't know. All I know is that I was warned, don't take too much, as I did take too much yeah. and did cough a lot, even though it was just vapor. I feel like the first time you inhale like vape or smoke or anything like that. If you don't cough, you probably didn't do it right anyway. Cause that's the natural reaction that your body's going to have before it gets used to the idea that you're doing it. Cause like the first time yeah, I tried to that... smoke anything, like I, I 
didn't really inhale very much and nothing happened. I'm like, oh, I thought I was going to cough. And then when I did it right, I coughed a lot. And I'm like, okay, now I know I got something in my lungs. So I've sent you a link. That I think is accurate. I've sent you a link to an article Uh uh, about uh, Ohm's Law and vape safety. (laughs) Uh, Because you don't want to push too many Very good combination of words. In your vape. Because the battery will explode. Oh, I have, right. to, I have to pro- say that I'm an adult. They don't want yeah, their secrets like that, getting out to children. It. Nope. They're going to be arming it up with their... Good lord, there's a lot of math on this page. I give up already. It is really nice. And I like that it says for the mathematically and scientifically gifted out there, <laughs> Ohm's Law defines the relationship between power, voltage, currents, and resistance. I don't think you have to be gifted to understand one law. No, I have like, to take that in like grade nine. That's, yeah, that's like science 10. You haven't even picked your discipline yet. There's a picture of an unnecessarily sexed up lady like blowing out blowing out smoke. And then there's a oh, monkey that's just with an a vape. Ad. Yeah, I know. It's this vape culture is weird. It's an ape, which I have to point out just because I'm it sorry. makes it vape ape, which sounds much better than vape <sighs> monkey. Right. God, if an ape would vape, though. Have they tried giving a gorilla a vape? I've seen apes smoke, so they must vape. Yeah. I think God. that they do. I'll have to ask my brother. He's an anthropologist. He'll know. Can you imagine like a tourist area in Japan or India or something, and someone's just standing there with their vape, and a monkey grabs it and oh, scurries yeah. away uh, while hissing and making other threatening movements? Uh, <laughs> and then just like... I wonder if I could be the one to make that happen, because I know if at least in Oppenhoil in the Netherlands, it's like a free-roaming monkey zoo. And they're very clear that you have to put away all of your stuff, and they give you special monkey-proof bags, because the monkeys will and do take anything from your there hands. There are monkeys in the Netherlands. Well, in Oppenhoil. <laughs> it's like a- it sounds made up. There are monkeys in Alberta. If you go to a monkey zoo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, but the yes. monkeys don't leave the zoo. Well, the monkeys don't leave Affenheil. It's just that they have the the that whole space for them to enjoy. It's it's really cool. There's a lot of monkeys. And you just get to walk around there with them. The thing that sucks about it is that the monkeys mostly care about children because children are small Mm. and more likely to not take proper precautions. So I went there hoping to get swarmed by monkeys. Instead, I just had to watch children who can't appreciate the privilege interact with monkeys. (laughs) Maybe you should have made yourself somehow more attractive to the monkeys, like banana-flavored perfume. I don't know. I'll have to know that for next time. I'll have to also. I wonder if I. Well, oh, you need a this banana is like vape. A whole rabbit hole. Like There's... clearly. Oh man, you give a banana vape <laughs> to the monkeys in Oppenhoil, <laughs> and you just pretend you are an ignorant tourist, and you make sure that this episode that includes me <laughs> saying I'm going to do it doesn't become super popular, <laughs> accessible. I don't think yeah, that's a problem. I'm just, I'm wishing I could find it because I know that there's a video from Appenhull where they put a GoPro out 
and it's like attached to a banana and this monkey grabs it and runs but it has a gopro and you can just hear the heavy breathing of this monkey as it absconds with the banana and it's one of my favorite videos ever if i can find it i'll share it but oh it's so good i saw a video of a seagull that stole a gopro and then like brought it back oh yeah i've only seen them drop them like trying to shatter a shell yeah, I think it was a seagull. It might have been like a nicer type of bird. That brought it back. Yeah. What's the average lifting the... power of like God. an unladen swallow? <laughs> no. No, 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 no. A no, blue no. jay or a magpie. No, wait, you said nicer. Yeah. A crow. Well, magpies are nice. Magpies are nice, but I grouped them in with blue jays, and that's not, they're not mm. nice. Blue jays are not nice. Magpies I are nice that... and round, and they hop about and eat yeah. bugs, and they're, they're sweet. Yeah, I like magpies. I saw one eviscerate a pigeon. Pigeons have it coming. Yeah, that's they're full life. of blood and nutrients. <laughs> Wait, was it, was it a living pigeon or a dead pigeon? It was dead when I saw it. I don't yeah. know how the pigeon got that dead, but the magpie was just ripping into it. Yeah, I mean, I could see a magpie doing that to an already dead pigeon, or just taking out a pigeon that was stepping to it, maybe. Yeah. I actually don't mind pigeons, to be fair. That's I, good. I like pigeons. They're nice and round. They don't bother me. They're cool. They make nice sounds. I don't sounds. know why Unlike they bother people so much. Yeah. So that's the thing. Blue jays are nasty, not just because they're kind of mean birds, but they just, oh, they're so loud. Yeah. Yeah. Ever been near a blue jay nest? No. Yeah. Ever had one build nest in your hedge by your bedroom window? Oh, no. <laughs> Thankfully not. <laughs> not that bad, no. Every we year? Did, we did have, like, <laughs> some kind of some kind of birds that, like, nested in the, the trees at our house. That would wake my mom up at the crack of dawn, and she was very mad at them. And eventually, we we realized we could wear earplugs, and problem solved. But it wasn't great. All right, common rider. I did want to plug. Eh. Well, I guess it's called. I, I say plug, but it's not like it's my game. But um, <laughs> in in Ghostbusters twenty sixteen, you're talking about Jeff Bezos because they meant because you talked about Steve Bills and how he makes 4.5 million dollars a day and could or he could spend that much and still be a billionaire every day. Yes. There's this great little indie game called You Are Jeff Bezos. It's on itch and it's free and it's a really nice game. So try that out. Okay. I say nice and that it's well made. It's like still super depressing because everything about Jeff Bezos and the state of the world is depressing, but <laughs> cool game. Mm. Do you uh, buy a young person's blood? <laughs> I don't think so. I I finished Return of the Obra Dinn, and it's very good. And I feel like anybody who's played The Witness and enjoyed it, I think would also enjoy Return of the Obra Dinn because it gave me sort of the same vibe. Like, not that they're gameplay-wise similar, but it's the same kind of rigorous figuring things out and feeling really clever when you do kind of kind of feel and i i liked it a lot oh you were making fun of me about my streaming but i wanted to plug uh the haunted island a frog detective game yeah if you i've played, played that because it's funny 
It is. That's it's about a nice, the best way I can describe it. Funny sounds, little game. Sounds good. Yeah. Are there a lot of frog detective games? Am I missing out if I haven't played the it's other ones? It's the first one. Okay. I don't want to jump in in the middle. And there's a threat on the itch page saying that she'll make more. So, good. Uh, you, there was a request for an, an Onari highlight reel to send to Ian so he can see what he was <laughs> missing. Right. If I hadn't found out, if I hadn't listened to that episode like two minutes before we started recording, I would have been tempted to try and put that together. We'll see if I do put one together for like the end of the show. Okay. I feel like you would do it for your own benefit, if nothing else. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. You know, you had a bad day, put on your Onari reel, just remember that there's beauty in the world. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Remember the good times. I think it's hilarious that this is ostensibly a Ghostwatch uh, 2016. Yes. Re-listen podcast. And this is the only time in the entire episode we've mentioned that Ian was on Ghostwatch. Because <laughs> that's think, how, wasn't this, how much we care. This is the only one that he guested on. Yeah. I think. Yep. Yeah. But we didn't, yep. talk, we didn't mention it at all. It's like, just, it's just, I just thought it was funny. Yeah. Well, yeah, we do our best. Do we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank Definitely. you all for listening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My my name's Coriander Dickinson, and you can find me on Twitter at Absalar. My name is Adam Wasserman. You can find me on Twitter at Gold Sarcasmian. And my name is Alexi Peppers, and you can find me on Twitter at AM Peppers or in the wild giving vape rigs to monkeys. <laughs> I'll, c- I'll cut that. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so long. <laughs>